Come to the Lord Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but approved nonetheless and precious in God's eyes. In these words of St. Peter, we find a profession of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and a bold witness of the resurrection, as well as an ancient and apostolic catechesis. In these few words, St. Peter proclaims that Jesus is the Messiah, the Holy One of God, the Savior. He proclaims belief that God is with us, attested to by the very name of Jesus. He speaks of the mystery of the Incarnation. He calls to mind the rejection of Christ, his passion and death. Fearlessly, he proclaims the resurrection of Christ from the dead. He invites us to a deeper faith in Jesus Christ, the faith of the Church, and he beckons us to come, to enter into a more profound and faithful relationship with the risen Lord Jesus Christ. This is only possible because we are, as St. Peter writes, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation. Because of this initiative of Christ and our election by him, as well as our baptism and our being part of the body of Christ, we are able to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. What does this mean exactly? What are these spiritual sacrifices? How do we offer them? In the temple worship, it was the priest who was deputed or set aside to offer sacrifice to God. Sacrifice was usually a thing, an animal, a pigeon, a dove, a sheep, a lamb, a ram or it was incense, or grain, or produce, or cereal. Sacrifice also consisted in prayer to God. These were all offered for a particular purpose and reason, in thanksgiving, in praise of God's mighty deeds, to seek God's blessing or his favor. Ideally, these, these sacrifices were offered with the proper disposition, that is, with a heart and a will which matched the reason for the sacrificial offering. In Christ, through baptism, we have become a holy royal priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices of obedience, acts of loving service and charity, offering our heart, our will, our mind, our desires, our hopes, our prayer. Ultimately, we offer our very selves and our lives to God in return for what he gives us. Our purpose in making this oblation or sacrifice is the same as those of old, thanksgiving, atonement, supplication, praise, 
and adoration. At the heart of our sacrifice is a spirit of humility, that is, a truly humble heart, a heart which enables us to give God his due while acknowledging our dependence on him and our trust in him. Jesus, who desires to have us with him, that where he is we also might be, that is, at the right of the throne of the Father, shows us the way. He shows us how to offer these spiritual sacrifices. He has gone before us, giving us an example that we might know what to do and how to do it. In this freely given self-oblation, we become heralds of hope, heralds in a society sorely seeking signs of hope, while all the while pointing to the utter transcendence of God. Like stones, living stones as it were, built upon him who was our cornerstone, we are an edifice of spirit, an edifice filled with God, reflecting God's presence and light in the midst of society. As heralds of hope, with the divine master as teacher, guide, and example, we are able to both attend to the word of God and to wait on table, integral dimensions of our faith. Our God calls us to a life of holiness. He calls us unto himself, to a radical living of the gospel, by following him who is the way, the truth, and the life. Benedictine spirituality has its roots in the experience and the description of the first Christian communities, communities formed after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Those who followed this new way of life or rule of life devoted themselves to the common life, to the breaking of the bread, to prayer. They structured their lives in order to aid in their search for God as they sought constantly to live in the presence of God. St. Benedict capsulizes this in chapter 58 of his rule, where he writes that the concern for the reception of the candidates must be if the newcomer truly seeks God. While it is true of men and women who enter a monastery to live the conventual life, it is likewise true of Benedictine oblates, who together with monks and nuns are also seekers of God. As Benedictine oblates, one wishes to have a vibrant and dynamic relationship with God, to live attentively in God's presence, to endeavor to connect all thoughts, words, deeds, all the events of life to God, to constantly listen to God's holy, life-giving word in the sacred scripture. They are, in short, as monks and nuns are, to prefer nothing whatever to Christ. Through oblation, one offers himself or herself to God for personal sanctification and for that of the church and the whole world. 
precious and time-tested tools in Benedictine spirituality include the sacred liturgy, Lectio Divina, private prayer, hospitality, humble work, and the guidance and discipline of obedience, stability, and conversatio more. Dear Oblates, as you renew your oblation, make your first oblation, or are blessed as an oblate novice affiliated with this particular monastic community. May God bring to completion the good he has begun in you, and may he bring us all together to everlasting life.